0: As a professional mascot, one of the hardest things is finding creative props and toys to use while you're performing. It's hard unless you visit the store at GameOps.com. My friends over at GameOps.com have dozens of mascot-related products. Okay, here's an example. You're working on a proposal skit. They have a giant engagement ring prop to make the joke even bigger. There's plenty more at the store, so visit the store, GameOps.com, and take a look. It's awesome, man. They have everything. Check it out.
1: Head, say say she
0: Carrie, thanks for joining. It, uh, honestly, it, don't this don't is uh, this is great. I coming from a side that I don't usually get to talk to or get to interact with, and that's the MLB world.
1: Oh yeah, MLB—it's the greatest. <laughs> Super fun. I got—I got to tell you. I mean, who—who who can beat eighty-one home games? That's dedication right there. Man, 81, I... eighty-one games plus all of the appearances and office hours and all of that—it's grueling. We, we definitely—I uh, think—are underappreciated. Yeah. Mascots.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I want to get into uh, who and where and what and everything, but. It's uh, it's really interesting. You are with the USO now.
1: I am, yeah. I am the Senior Programs Manager for USO Illinois. It is our mission to strengthen America's military service members by keeping them connected to home, family, and country throughout their service to the nation. And I do that within the state of Illinois. I, I support service members, military spouses, and military kids.
0: That is huge. That's awesome.
1: It's, re- it's very fulfilling. I'm, I'm very, very fortunate to be where I am.
0: Man, is that that sounds like a dream job right there.
1: You know, what? one of the greatest parts about the organization, obviously the mission, but the fact that I still get to partner with the Chicagoland professional sports teams, which, you know, being a former professional sports mascot performer, um, it was just a win-win when the opportunity came about. Um, so I'm sure, you know... it's, it it is just a a really great way to blend, you know, my love for professional sports and um, supporting others. And so it was just a a great opportunity. And I'm like, that is mine. That's mine. (laughs) (laughs) Go, go, go. Yeah. I was lucky to get hired. And here I am. I've been with USO for more than five years and I've been loving every minute of it, which I've been very fortunate. I think really honestly, kind of with, all ever since all of my jobs, I've just been really lucky, and being a professional sports mascot performer has a lot to do
0: with that. Um, so, cool. well, you Bye. get the you get the performance side of things. You get the uh, you know, the inside. You're not just the fan. You're just not the um, person in the, in the in the crowd. Where you know in the U with the USO, you're being you know you're you're taking care of people, uh, but you're also you know you're wanting to bring a, a lighter side of things and uh all that if I if if I'm right. And you know what what a better way to uh to prep for that than you know being a mascot. So
1: yeah. it's so it's so weird. I would never have thought that the beginning days of my mascotting career that I would end up at the USO. Like how lucky and how that how I got to where I am, it was a windy path, but here I am, and it's great. And
0: Well, tell um, me a little bit about that, because uh, you you started in college, right?
1: I did, yes. My mascotting career.
0: This oh, is great, like, by the way. I love oh, this story.
1: Thank you. Thank you. You know, every performer has their story. Every person has their story, and mine... Um, Little did I know that the activities and clubs and the crazy schedule that my parents had set up for me starting when I was three years old, of you know, they, they would schlep me from gymnastics to t-ball to soccer to volleyball and then, you know, just and being in the band and doing all of these different activities was an incredible path. To something that I didn't even know existed. And that was mascot performing. So after high school, um, I went to the University of Iowa, which a lot of people are like, oh, it's in the middle of cornfields. What is there that Iowa has to offer? I'm like everything. <laughs> really, there's so much happening in that really great city, Iowa City. And I remember going to the orientation my freshman year. I was there with my mom. And we're standing on this bridge, this bridge over a river, because there are rivers. There's water in Iowa.
0: I'm Who'd have thought?
1: This, I'm still, Yeah. I'm standing over this river, and I see this boat, this crew boat come towards me. And then it goes under me. And I turn to my mom, and I say, I'm going to do that. I have no idea what crew is. No idea what rowing is. I just knew it looked awesome. It looked so cool. You know, I never did it before, but I'm going to find a way to get on the team. (laughs) And so bear with me. I know this is kind of a long-winded story here, but it eventually gets to how I got to mascotting. I love it. And so my freshman year, you know, I started the first maybe week or two of school. I am just walking down by the IMU, which I forgot what IMU stands for. It's kind of like the student union, student place where all the different offices are. And this guy comes up to me and says, hey, are you an athlete? And I said, yeah. You know, I did swimming basketball and track in high school. And I, um, I'm actually interested in finding out what this crew team is all about. And he goes, oh. I'm the crew coach and I'm out here scouting for athletic looking females to join the team, you know, to try out,
0: Shut up! This is... if
1: you fit that mold. And I'm like, wow, well, I'm, I, I would, yes, yes. I want to <laughs> try out for the team. So I went to the orientation meeting. I went and I auditioned or I tried out and it wasn't an audition, but I tried out for the team. I got picked. And so my freshman year, which it's, it's common if you don't, if you don't know anything about rowing for the NCAA um, it is your freshman year. Your first year of rowing is kind of like the, you learn the basics of rowing because rowing is not really a popular sport, at least in the Midwest at the high school level or club level. So they have, they, the, the, you know, big 10 at least or NCAA, has this program where your freshman year, or first year, you learn the basics of rowing. Well, it just so happened that um, there was a, a core group of us girls that were on the novice team that we were mm-hmm. then put to the test, challenged by the varsity coach. Hey, if you can beat this group of, group of athletes on the, on the varsity coach, you guys will then become the varsity team, the varsity four. Mm-hmm. And so we, we raced and we challenged mm-hmm. them and we won. And so then we became the varsity four for the last few varsity, um, races, uh, of, of the season. So anyway,
0: dang, I, I'm,
1: I'm, this is I'm unbelievable. On, it, it, it is really like you would think, well, this doesn't happen in real life. Well, it does. It happened in my life. So I'm on my way with my team to a rowing regatta. So a, a weekend race, I forgot where we were going. It was either Kentucky or, or Tennessee, and my teammate sitting next to me on the bus, oh, i got to go back. I have to go back. I'm totally, I'm totally ruining this. So the end of, at the end of my freshman year, kind of towards the end of my freshman year, there was a fraternity that got kicked off campus. And this fraternity had been portraying Herky the Hawk since the late 1950s. And we're now the late 1950s. Oh, 19, ooh, late 1990s. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I remember thinking, everyone's freaking out, like, oh my gosh, the fraternity, they're going to be kicked off campus. Uh, oh, this is, this is crazy. Who's going to live in their house? I'm thinking, who's going to be Herky the Hawk? Because they have been portraying the mascot. The fraternity members have been portraying Herky the Hawk for all those years.
0: They were in and charge I'm- of that character.
1: The fraternity was in charge, yeah. So it was not underneath the athletic department. The athletic department just kind of said, hey, we need, you know, Hercule at this event, this event, and this event. And the fraternity members would then be in charge of getting the costume there. Whoever was portraying it, do it. I don't really know the ins and outs of how they worked. That was my understanding. It was always a fraternity, fr- this single fraternity would be in charge of the Great. mascot. So they got kicked off campus at the end of my freshman year. Everyone is kind of freaking out about who's going to live in the house. Oh, my gosh, that, you know, the fraternity got kicked off campus. It was really big news. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, who's going to be Herky the Hawk? And I remember racing down when the news came out that they were being kicked off campus. Someone in my dorm hall freshman year, they they run down and go, guys are hanging out of the windows. They're hammering off their, their Greek letters. So I race down to the end of the hall and sure enough, I see a fraternity member, well, a former fraternity member now, leaning out the window with a giant hammer, just hammering off the wooden Greek letters. And I said at that moment, who's going to be Herky? Who's going to be Herky? And so I'm on, fast forward maybe two weeks. I am sitting on a bus with one of my teammates, one of my rowing teammates, we're heading to a regatta. She's reading the newspaper. I'm off in La La Land, doing whatever. And when she closes the newspaper, she goes, "Oh, they're having uh they're having herky tryouts." She saw some ad in the newspaper, in the student newspaper. And I say, "Oh, can I can I take a look at your newspaper?" I opened up the newspaper, and sure enough, there was the ad for. Students to come to an orientation, to then possibly audition to be Herky the Hawk. And something just hit me upside the head of, Carrie, this is your calling. Carrie, you have to be Herky the Hawk. Carrie, this is you are going to be Herky the Hawk. So I spent the rest of the weekend at the rowing regatta, not really focused on my race, but instead imagining what this audition could possibly be. I had no idea. I've never put on a mascot costume. Sure. Halloween costumes. Um, But there was just something that I knew that I was going to be Herky the Hawk. And I went to the orientation. They explained what the audition process was going to be. But then they explained that the first time that you're going to be able to put on Herky mascot is at your actual audition. And it was going to be a a double blind audition. So we were going to be assigned a number People wouldn't know our names, just so there was no possible bias from with the judges. And right. And then we're gonna have to then stand in front of the judges and just do a dance, come up with a skit, and they were gonna give us two or three game scenarios that you know a mascot could possibly have to react to.
0: Right. Sounds. I mean, yeah. Pretty normal. Pretty scary. sounds. Yeah. Yeah. Been through those several times. Yeah. Yeah. And- but for the person on the other side that's trying out, it's like, oh, crap, what do, you know, what, what do I do? How do I fill this time?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I had about a week to prep and plan what I was going to do. And I didn't tell a single soul. I'm very much that person where I don't like to tell people what I'm going to be doing because I don't want to jinx it. I also <laughs> don't want other people's influence on the way I'm thinking. Like, let me kind of come up with my own thing. Right. I want it to be true to me.
0: And don't anybody discourage me from this because I'm on a mission.
1: I'm on a mission, and I I was going to accomplish that mission no matter what it took. So this is back in the day of using a cassette player to... Press, play, and record at the same time if you want to get snippets of music. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so I, I came up with a two-minute dance routine, and I, I pulled out all of the music that I thought I could dance to that was big, live, and that the audience could possibly really relate, relate, relate to. So it was like Britney Spears, who <laughs> was very big at the time, uh-huh. uh, a Michael Jackson snippet. And then I think something from the Bee Gees was staying alive. And uh, so I put it together. I, no, one, all, no one on my dorm floor knew what the heck was going on. And so finally, it was the day before or the day of the actual audition at the basketball arena. Where I said to a few of my friends, sorry, I've been kind of locked away, you know, for the <laughs> last couple of days in, you know, in dreamland here, but I'm going to be auditioning to be Herky the Hawk, a mascot. Um, you guys want to come watch me? Maybe cheer me on? I'm like, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. When is it? Oh, it's, you know, today or tomorrow again. I don't remember when. I didn't even tell my family. Okay. <laughs> So we hop on the bus, we go to Carver Hawkeye Arena and there were maybe 15 of us that were auditioning. And I don't remember what number it was, but I went out there, I gave it my all. I was big movements, you know, like how Herky is as a male character and I'm, you know, a female. It's like, okay, how would a guy walk? How how would he do all this? And I, I just did my thing. And at the very end of the audition, the judges went in, they deliberated came back out and they read four numbers and my number was one of the ones that was picked. So I was then selected as one of the first females to ever portray Herky the Hawk in its entire existence. Dang. Yeah, so it was myself, uh, a fellow student named Angie, a fellow student named Mike, and then another gentleman who had previously been part of the fraternity Uh, The four of us were going to be the student mascot performers. And we quickly became fast friends. We're like, we're going to be the best mascots ever on the planet. Uh, The university said, hey, it'd be a really good idea this summer. You guys went to a mascot camp. We're like, what? There's a camp for mascots? Okay, like sign us up. I'll go. And we were there with the, you know, the cheerleaders and dancers and the mascots. And I remember the joke with my new friends, my new fuzzy friends, Angie, Mike, and Jeff, that we were just going to be the best. And well, we got there and we quickly learned that we didn't know a thing about mascot performing. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was just so inspiring to see all these other college-age mascot performers do their thing. And we were taught by some really incredible either former college uh, performers or current college performers. And it was just, it was a really great learning experience. And I'm very thankful for that opportunity. It was a dose of reality. And I definitely got handed some of those throughout my entire mascot career. So anyway, so I was Herky the Hawk for my sophomore year, junior year and senior year. And then I graduated and I kind of thought, well, that was fun while it lasted. It was great. I had a awesome time representing the University of Iowa and um, because of the scheduling, I did have to uh, stop rowing. Which...
0: That was my next question. I was waiting for a, a moment there to jump in and say, "What? tell me what happened with the rowing. Yes.
1: Yeah, so so, yeah, so it, you had
0: to give that it, up, huh?
1: It was a decision I had to give up and while it, it was a very hard decision, I knew it was going to be the right decision for me. Um, being it, it was... There was no way I would have been able to fit in the five to six hours of practice every day that a big Ten you know d1 athlete goes through every day and be the mascot So I made the decision and looking back I think it was a, the best decision for me. It, it was a great decision.
0: You figured hey I've got more of a uh, I've got longevity in mascoting and you're good at it and you love it and you have a passion for it so well, here's that was can- the decision.
1: Ken, I didn't even know that you could be a mascot after you graduated from college. I just kind of thought like, oh, it's some college to- kid who's probably being doing that over there and I, I had no idea. <laughs> I get that all the time. You could actually make money off of it. Like you could do this as a job? What? I graduated from Iowa and I started working in radio because my degree was in uh, journalism and communications. So was mine. Oh, wonderful. Yep. Started working for a radio station and um, started off doing promotions. And then I went to the on-air side for a rock station in Chicago. And one day I was on air. It was a slow day. No one was really calling. I already knew the music I was going to play, yada, yada. And something just – I just randomly thought to myself, hey, I'm going to see if there's mascot auditions happening in Chicago. Like, I miss it. I really liked it. Could I maybe make, you know – A little bit of money off of it, and just go out there and have fun again like that. And sure enough, the Chicago Blackhawks were hiring someone. Wow, talk about luck! (laughs) Not only only is there a gig in Chicago, but it's for a professional sports team. Okay, how
0: how how is it that somebody just keeps falling into something like this? It's just you tell (laughs) me, this is amazing because most guys most. Most people that want to be mascots are like, where can I, you know, I work and I work and I work for this, and yeah, opportunities don't come up. So they
1: don't. They don't. So please tell if you know the answer of how this stuff just starts falling in my. It falls in my lap, and it's maybe it's just the fact that I snatch it up when the opportunity comes around, and I. Maybe that's what it is, or there are people who are just looking over me. He was like, this would be great for Carrie Hall. Oh. <laughs> so we're gonna send her the message. Carrie, search this, search it now, call this person. Also I don't think I, it's
0: a coincidence.
1: It just, it just worked out and I'm very thankful for that. So I sent him my tape because it was a VHS tape of things I had done when I was um, at Iowa. Uh-huh. and send them my cover letter and i remember my cover letter was very very um i know i can do this because of all of these experiences from the moment i was 3 to now it was just really like oh come on you know you, i would if i was to read it now i'd probably gag but um it worked <laughs> and i went in for an interview and then i they had me come back in and try the costume on a couple days later and they called me maybe a week or so later, and they offered me a position. And it was for games, appearances, and come in the office every once in a while and really try to build the program because the Tommy Hawk program at the time was very new. And so I said, yeah, absolutely, and I get paid. This is awesome, and I get to go to Hawks games. This is incredible. So I did uh, the I did Tommy Hawk for – the, oh, it was 2003 to 2004, and then the NHL went on that lockout from 04 to 2005. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would still do a couple appearances here and there. Um, so things were kind of quiet. So that summer, I actually had done some corporate mascotting. I met, I met someone who had a tie to – he was working in marketing, and he hooked me up with a gig that was – pretty great with the, the AOL running man. And so that paid the bills for that summer while I was still doing the radio gig. And it was just really, really fun. And at some point there was a mascot mascot day, you know, these events where it's like a sporting, a sports team, they celebrate oh, yeah. birthday or they have a mascot day. Those are the greatest thing for new mascot performers to go to. If they are, you know, working for a minor league or corporate, just anything. If they get the invitation to go to those mascot days, do it. Even if it's a, even if it's a comp appearance, because you will make connections. And that is what happened. um, When I went to some event where there's going to be 20 mascots, I met the performer of the newly announced mascot for the Chicago white Sox, Southpaw. And met him we hit it off similar height just got along stayed in contact with him and he called me one day in may of 2005 and said hey i have to go to a a wedding um but you know the team really needs southpaw to still be there so you know i trust you could you hop in my suit and you know, run around for the game. I'm like, absolutely, yeah, sure. So I went to an orientation. He showed me around the park, showed me how to put on the costume, um, and I'm going to tell the timeline just because it shows how quickly things move. So, he called me, I think on a Saturday. A couple days later, on Thursday, I went in for my orientation. The game that I performed at was on Saturday. During that little orientation, he told me that he was going to be turning in his two weeks because he was getting married. And he just didn't think the schedule was going to, you know, he wanted to spend time with his new bride. And it was, you know, working in professional sports is very time consuming. So he was going to be turning in his two weeks. And I said, well, give you know, hey, things work out, whatever. Just give the socks my name, and my number, and you know, I'd be interested to talk to him. So that was the conversation on Thursday. Performed a southpaw. The game on Saturday. The White Sox called me on Monday, asked me to come in to talk with you know their um, director of community relations and um, director of human resources. So I went in on that Thursday. The next you know couple days later after that, and then I want to say it was Friday they offered me the job. So within That's less crazy. than two weeks,
0: you made another uh, complete transition
1: total transition. And it was just the timing was incredible. And I remember, you know, talking to uh, my family about it. Like, oh, uh, so I'm gonna be the mascot for the Chicago White Sox. (laughs) What? What did you get yourself into now? And it was just this really, um, really awesome moment that I had no idea. Listen, I had no idea the White Sox were in first place at that time. (laughs) <laughs> I realized who the team was, and so then when I started working for the team, you're uh, like, remember, you're
0: like, oh, oh, we're good. Oh, yeah, okay, that's good. Really, it's
1: <laughs> so funny because the, for for a lot of the a lot of the sports, a lot of the professional sports leagues, they will have the league will have the mascot performers go to the All Star game, right? Uh-huh. And so going to the All Star game was a really great way for me to meet all of the Different MLB performers. And my very first year, so 2005, I just, I'd been hired for less than a month. Uh, the White Sox sent me to Detroit. That was my very first All Star game. And I remember sitting down my very first night and just talk, talking with some of the other, you know, fellow furballs. And we were just kind of talking about teams. And one of them made the comment, like, yeah, your team's looking really good. I'm like, oh, we are?
0: <laughs> i mean i mean I mean, I mean we are i mean we are yeah.
1: yeah yes i'm very well aware that we have the best you know the 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 best uh record, uh, oh in,
0: the know, record in the league and we're
1: the yeah and so it was kind of a funny joke and i they just you know they humored me it's like okay so you are in the american <laughs> league carrie like, oh, yeah. there,
0: there's a division and it's yeah. called yeah
1: yeah, it was it was just really funny. They were they welcomed me with open arms. It was really great, and uh, so then that's where I stayed. So then a couple months later, we want I brought the World Series to the team.
0: <laughs> <laughs> totally take credit for that. I would.
1: Yeah. Hey, a mascot's a good luck charm. I'm that's
0: right. Hey. Yep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so. That's, that's kind of, that's like the longest way to talk about how I got into mascotting, like, you know, to, to, to Southpaw at least, So.
0: Wow. And how long were you, were uh, you with, uh, how long were you Southpaw?
1: I was Southpaw from 2005 and I left the White Sox, uh, end of February of 2016. Um, I did, I did have to take a two season maternity, maternity leave in there because I had, you know, a couple kids, uh, but i was still managing the program i was still going to a lot of the appearances as maybe southpaw's handler um you know just to make sure my baby southpaw was taken care of so um yeah it, it was it was great it, it's so crazy to think that it was more than 10 years of my life really wow so, time flies when you're having fun
0: yes it does yes it does i can I'm. i'm i'm a witness of that so you're, I love the fact that you're uh, a, a family girl, you've got kids, you got a family there, you got a husband that supported you through all this stuff. And, you know, it's, there's, there's not that many females in professional sports. I mean, as far as, you know, mascotting goes. And so it's, it's really, you know, it's awesome to see how, you know, that is handled, especially maternity leave. And all that that's you know you had your hands full so okay so tell me with all that going on tell me some some good juicy stories about mascotting
1: sure I mean what I, I think I should be should ask what's the average age of your listener first <laughs> family show right
0: family <laughs> I, show. yes keep it clean so okay. well you know I've had uh, a few other guys on that uh, I have to bleep constantly so <laughs> um. <laughs>
1: they need to expand their vocabulary
0: <laughs> yes yes
1: <laughs> Um. so oh gosh you know the, when you are a mascot performer and Ken I, you know this there is such a wide range of emotion that that happens on a daily basis even sometimes oh, yeah. just, just in, an appear, in one appearance and the stories go from you know, surprising a kid at their birthday party. And this kid just loves you to pieces. And all they want to do is hug you for the 45 minutes that you're there. And it's just so incredibly awesome.
0: You yeah, because they, the they completely party. believe that yes. they have a, a real-life cartoon with them right now. A real live <laughs> teddy bear or, you know, stuffed animal type of thing. It's It's really you know, it's fun to be in that magic.
1: Absolutely. Is what I call it. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, it's also really funny when you go to the kid's birthday party, who has seen me on TV, you know, five dozen times, they have your stuffed animals and your t-shirts, but when they see you up close for the first time at their birthday party, they freak out. Uh-huh. <laughs> ah! I've
0: had, those, I've
1: had those moments. Um, I think, you know, some highlights are being asked to walk a bride down the aisle. Um, that has happened a few times, which, I mean, that's, um, it just shows the impact that a sports team has on people's lives. Yep. That they have called up the organization and asked for you know, the mascot to, you know, represent um their you know, the the their father figure walking down the bride, walking the bride down the aisle. That that was really special. I've done I've done that a, I did that a couple times. It's you can, also you, you know the moments when you are invited into someone's home. Um, one that really sticks out to me is I got the call because I was also the coordinator, so mm-hmm. people would call thinking they're talking to you know, Southpaw's agent, Southpaw's coordinator, but they were talking to me as a performer. Um, mm-hmm. I got a call from a family whose uh, mom and you know in wife was battling MS and she oh. just loves Southpaw and they wanted to make her Christmas morning very, very special. And so um, I was at uh, uh, yes, Southpaw will be there. Um, he'll do his thing and it will be really wonderful, you know, really wonderful experience for she and the rest of your family. And so sure enough, they snuck me in, they changed in a room, uh, they brought her in and they had uh, kind of like this elevator um, built into their home where it was like an open air elevator to help bring her down from the mm. second floor to the main level. Mm-hmm. And so I was up on the, on the top floor. And so they did a the little announcement that I had prepped with them and I gave them a sheet of paper. And so she was sitting down, the, the mom um, was sitting down on the couch. And so when they an- introduced South by, then ran out to this elevator and came down and just feeling the emotion from the family and feeling the emotion from this big giant White Sox fan who was up for, for a really tough battle and to be able to be there to celebrate them on christmas morning was something really incredibly powerful
0: i don't know about you but uh, you know situations like that have had me in tears oh you my god you're inside I... yeah it's just overwhelming how you how you feel all of a sudden the love you feel how much uh, the team your character has been a part of their lives um yeah. and it's i mean
1: I, I i can go on and on i mean It's something that I think that unless you've actually experienced being a mascot performer, it's so hard to really describe what the feeling is. And that's what mascots are supposed to do. It's bring out a feeling, whether it is a happy feeling, an angry feeling, or just a really incredibly heartfelt emotional feeling. That's what mascots are supposed to do. And for me to be able to be part of that and feel that is something that no one can ever take away from me. And it's something that I will always hold close to my heart. Um, You know, I I spoke with the the woman on on Christmas morning. Um, I often think about, you know, how is she doing? What happened to the family? And I think about them. Um, There was another, uh, oh, this was a really sweet one. Um, You know, going to weddings was something that I did almost every weekend. I loved going to weddings because it was just, I was going to another party and I was like celebrating (laughs) this new couple and this next chapter of their life. And I I went to a few weddings and I would always kind of seek out who I thought was maybe the grandma. And I would, um, you know, ask her, well, I would motion to her if she would like to dance (laughs) with me. (laughs) Um, And, and there was one, you know, she, we went and we danced and she said, to me she said you know I recently i lost my husband about two weeks ago and i wasn't going to come because i wasn't feeling up to it but thank you so much you're making this a really nice night and it was just like mm-hmm. oh my gosh wow you know, she came to a wedding she just put her husband for who knows how many years to rest and the fact that i was able to help make her feel good by giving her a slow dance because i don't know if she had a dance throughout the whole night i don't know um, there there's oh gosh I mean Ken. like I could go on and on for hours and hours
0: <laughs> yeah you know and it's those moments that you're 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 like wait a second what if I wasn't here what if I didn't yeah. you know what if I said no to this or you know it's just uh, you always say yes always right yeah
1: just just do it and have, have fun and you never know who's gonna need that one minute the two minute the five minute of laughter or just the mental break from whatever they've been focusing on for whatever time. Yes, I may be tired. Yes, this may be my fifth appearance for the day. But someone out there may need that brief break from reality just so they could laugh or smile or shed a little tear and it makes them feel better. Yeah. Um, so that's one of the one of the best takeaways from being a mascot performer for so long and it doesn't matter if you're a corporate mascot it doesn't matter if you're in the minors or the majors everyone who's in that suit has the ability to make that happen
0: i have to tell you real quick um i just got a uh, a text from uh jeff who's listening and uh yeah he says he was very moved by that story so appreciate that thanks for the message there jeff um and uh thanks for listening so also you know it's I've had moments like this where, um, you know, you you get caught up in the games and you get caught up in you know what I'm going to do next, what's the big stunt I'm going to prepare for, and things like that, and then you get smacked right back down to earth. And I love those situations and those moments where it's all just bring it down to a a a real level of to reality. Just to you know, hey, what, what what's most important. You know, people yeah. and 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 making you know making memories, being a memory maker, those types of things. So,
1: yeah, it, absolutely. And it's also realizing it's not about me. It's not it's not me doing those things. It's I'm bringing to life this character that people, adults know.
0: Right. You like just get to that be that. along for the ride.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I, I'd like to think that most adults know. Like the real story of who, you know, that there is somebody inside of there. Although sometimes they forget, um, certainly I've had those situations. Um, but the fact that we're able to portray something so special and powerful for people is, is awesome. Um, yeah. you know, I do have a, I do have a really funny story that, um, you know, I think, I think is pretty, pretty PG. Um,
0: but... <laughs> Thanks for prefacing that.
1: Yeah, no, I, I I totally think this one's <laughs> fine. It was one it was one of Southpaw's uh, birthday parties, and I remember it was a birthday party because I remember I had this big giant hat. I made a bir- big birthday hat for Southpaw, and I remember we were playing the New York Yankees, and I was on the visiting team. Dugout for the seventh inning stretch because I would alternate between ours and theirs, and you know just switch it up depending on where I was in the game, what my schedule was. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm up there and I see this guy sitting front row. Oh, he had this glorious straw hat, and I just knew that I needed his hat on top of my hat, and so. <laughs> um, when we were dancing, you know, the the pride crew was out there, who were the kind of the the entertainers. They'd throw the t-shirts, the sp- like spirit spirit team. They're all out there, and I I reach over and I take this guy's hat and I put it on top of mine, and ha, 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 I'm so funny. Look at me, I'm wearing two hats at once, and all of a sudden I feel this tug on my belt, um, uh on my belt, and I'm like, what? What is this? I look down, and this guy is trying to yank me off of the dugout. And he was successful. He wanted his hat back. He did not care who I was. He wanted that straw hat back. And so he yanked me off, and I fell in such a way where I landed right on the stairs, kind of right on my shoulder. And he came tumbling around me and then I remember seeing his head being inches away slowly falling towards the stair and so I quickly put my hand out so he wouldn't hit his head on the stair because I knew it was coming so I kind of cradled his head and then he got up and he starts swearing at me and I'm like yo dude I just saved you from hitting your head on the stair but I, you know I didn't say anything right and I got off the dugout and I went and I kind of pointed to security because I was kind was really kind of upset like who is this guy you know sure i took his hat but it was a hat he yanked me off the dugout i'm glad i didn't get hurt i'm glad he didn't get hurt right and throw so,
0: that guy so, out
1: yeah throw him out he gone <laughs> uh, so then security went down they talked to him and they said the security guards who i knew they came back and they said oh yeah we knew something was up with that guy because as soon as he said yeah the mascot He told me to, you know, he said some swear words. And they said, you know, Carrie, as soon as we knew that he said, he said, you know, implying that the guy (laughs) is out of there, that we knew that this guy was trouble. So we threw him out. Um,
0: Yeah.
1: but, But then here I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, he's sitting front row right behind the Yankees dugout what senior executive from the New York Yankees was that? Now I'm going to lose my job. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, uh, nothing.
1: It, it was fine. It was just a fan. And um, it was, it was just one of those funny things that I'm sure all of us have dealt with, but I'll always remember that one. Oh I, my I, was, gosh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know those are scary moments, but and then it, it it what's even more scary is you going down, you know, with some crazy fan pulling you down yeah. Wow, and you know, it's it's just it, you have to be on the fly, twenty four seven. Man, you have to be Absolutely. you have to be improving. You have to roll with everything that happens. I've 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 gotten I've gotten punched. Uh, I, one time I was getting passed up in the crowd, and somebody just all of a sudden decided they wanted to feel what it was like inside the costume. So yeah. I actually have a picture of me getting passed up in the crowd with somebody, uh, somebody's arm up my shirt, like Not full on, that. up to uh, almost the shoulder. <laughs> oh just God. and you see it from the side, so you can't see who it is. It's just somebody's arm right up underneath my costume, and uh, and I've also gotten you know punched and and uh, and groped while I'm doing that. Oh yeah, I have a
1: great story about that one.
0: Yeah, do tell.
1: Yeah, I'm sure all of my fellow farmer, MLB mascot performers know where this one is going. Um, So when the White Sox won the World Series in 2005, we did this trophy tour where the World Series trophy would go from place to place to place around the state of of Illinois and, and a little bit beyond to for the fans to then get their photo taken with the trophy. And you would pay a small donation that would then go to Chicago White Sox charities for getting your picture taken. And they, they raised a whole bunch of money for charity. It was really great. The leaders of that tour did a fantastic job. So one of the stops was at an event in the city of Chicago. And I won't go into too much detail with that one of where it was, but so I'm there and there's a long line of fans and I'm doing my mascot thing. Hey, oh, whatever. this is great. And these two young ladies come up to Southpaw and one of them starts giving me a hug. And so I go for the hug. Well, she slipped her hand, not to go around my back, but to reach somewhere else. And I start (laughs) feeling what she's trying to feel. And I quickly shove my hips back away from her. And Uh that moment I'm like, oh boy, I need to start wearing a cup. (laughs) <laughs> so sure enough I then started wearing a cup um, mm. and it was part of my my uniform from from you know the, the next day on I, I then always wore a cup and just the guys, the fellow mascot performers like you wear what like well I have to and this is the reason why.
0: yeah I would have I I'd totally make sense. <laughs> that, that is great though I mean, Okay, that's a little. That's a good little tidbit right there. That's funny. I, yeah, I've been groped, and you know what? Everybody expects it to be a guy, but then there are every once in a while. Man, I, I get, I get this all the time. Hey, man. Hey, 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 man. And they say that. Hey, man. You a guy or a girl? I'm like. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've gotten, you're,
1: I've gotten a good number of phone. I've gotten phone numbers handed to me.
0: Oh yeah. yeah. Phone numbers. Yeah.
1: Really? Oh, I've been asked out. I've actually, I was asked out, and I'm not going to say who it was, but someone, one of the White Sox players, asked me out while I was in costume because he knew who I was outside of the suit, and he asked me out on a date. What? And I, yeah, and I talked, and I you know, broke character because we were in the tunnel. And I said, oh, that is, that's so nice, but I don't think my fiancé would appreciate me going on a date with someone else. <laughs> Um, but it was very nice I just thought it was kind of funny that I was in the mascot costume
0: (laughs) right that is so great yeah that's a new one for me I haven't heard that one before (laughs) oh wow oh man so uh, you have recently spoke at the at uh, mascot you
1: I did oh it was great I spoke spoke there um, it was maybe two months ago and it was a, it was a virtual gathering of, you know, younger, younger in their game, uh, mascot performers. And it was just really awesome to connect with the, like, the next generation of mascot performers. And they asked incredible questions and it was really fun to relive some of those memories. And um, it was great to share some of my thoughts on, you know, masc- the professional world of, of mascotting.
0: Yeah. It, you know, I've spoke at that before in, in person and everything. And it's so great to see and feel their enthusiasm, you know, yeah, and because sometimes you get discouraged like, ah, oh, this next generation, you know, but yeah, there's some really good people coming up through the ranks and, and, and trying to improve and get to the point where they can, you know, be professional mascots or, or even be their college mascot or, you know, whatever. And it's, it's amazing, and I love, love, love to answer their questions, to hear their questions, because, gosh, they're just sometimes very thought out, and you know, things I haven't thought of in a long time, and whatever. So I'm glad you got that opportunity, and I'm sure that they really appreciated it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think just just in general, to make a blanket a blanket statement, the the sports world is really lucky to have this new fresh. The fresh eyes, the fresh experience, group of youngsters coming up because they are growing up with the technology that is now important in the mascot world. You know, when I started, we didn't have social media, but now that is a really big part of the game. It and, is, and same with you know video uh, messages. I didn't we I didn't do that when I was in in costume, but these kids are way ahead of of the game. So um, yeah, no was,
0: more VHS stupid. and. No more, um, hey, get out the video camera. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. I was back in the cassette times too. So cassette <laughs> tapes, VHS. But, you know, uh, a lot of it right now is TikTok and, you know, especially with the way the world is right now. So, yeah, these guys, yeah, yeah it's all at their fingertips. So it's yeah. cool. But, yeah. I'm kinda I, I'm
1: kind of that. I'm, I'm kinda jealous. I would love to have been... In a suit, where I could have made 10 to 15 second videos like that, I think it would have been really fun. It would have added a whole nother um, tool in my tool belt of mascot performing that I didn't mm-hmm. get to experience.
0: So. And I, everybody wants to be getting paid for whatever they're doing on social media, so.
1: Sure, get Boom. paid if, if it's available to you. Do it, work it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, Carrie, hey, I really appreciate your time. Uh, I know you are busy, and uh, the USO is very lucky to have you. So I, I really appreciate, yeah, I really appreciate your experiences and uh, your knowledge on all this and your time sharing it with me and, our, you know, the podcast here. So, <laughs> Jeff, I just got a message from Jeff. Yeah, he's still a, yeah, he's still listening, and he's on his way to an appearance himself. Yeah, here. I'm going to bring him on for just a sec. There we go. So, yeah. What's up? What's up, and What's happening, Jeff? I'm half-dressed in my car right now. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it, I, I know exactly the feeling and the, and the rush and the, yeah, getting ready for an appearance.
1: Or going to the bathroom in your car—that's always a treat. <laughs> Never heard of it. for a lady.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, we didn't even get into that part of it. Holy that's cow! Crazy. How do you handle all that? Yeah, that's... you got a cup and—Oh
1: gosh, Gatorade bottles are not wide enough.
0: No. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got to tell you, one time I—I uh, I got my Gatorade bottles uh, mixed up.
1: Oh no you did not.
0: Yes I did. Yep. So and I was in a rush and I was I was so thirsty. So yeah, that was a that was a bad day.
1: Wow. Wow. Yeah.
0: Save
1: save that one for another day.
0: Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for jumping on, Jeff. Yeah, that that was great to get those little messages and everything. He did have a question. How did you get through eighty one? games you know how do you handle that kind of schedule
1: that is a really great question because not only is it the 81 home games but it's also the 20 20 to 25 hours of office work and it's also the 300 plus outside appearances so for me i use a few things as motivation number one was it was my job and that was what i got hired to do um number two was that someone you know the people were out there they wanted to see southpaw so i was just gonna go for it. Number three, it was a fantastic workout. It kept me in really great shape. And number four, I got paid for it. You know, I got, I got paid pretty well. So, um, not like the greatest, you know, I wasn't making Philly fanatic money, but, um, you know, it, it paid my bills and I, at the end of the day, it was my job. That's why I got hired to do those 81 home games and lots and lots and lots of Gatorade and water.
0: (laughs) Perfect. Yeah. That's, that's the stuff that gets you through all those things.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I loved, I loved what you said while you were talking, Carrie about it's, it's not about you because it's really not. And that's probably what keeps most of us going at the end of the day is that it's, it's an unexpected dose of humility to remind you that, you know what? It's not about you. So go out and give something back. Even if you feel crappy, you can still make somebody else feel less crappy. Absolutely, Jeff. Absolutely. And you know what? So when I became a mascot performer, I didn't have kids. I didn't even have nieces or nephews. And I just did it because it was something fun to do when I was in college. And then when I graduated college, I'm like, wait, you can get paid for it. This is amazing. And then uh, my two sisters had kids. And to see, you know, them become excited about mascot. It was more than just a fan calling me and saying, oh, my kid loves Southpaw or my kid loves Tommy Hawk. It was my own relatives telling me, oh, you know, Connor and Grant and Lily and Paige, they just, they love seeing the mascot. Because the kids were young enough or they didn't know it was Aunt Carrie And But I could hear them talk about it. And then I would talk to my nieces and nephews. I heard you guys saw Southpaw. today. yes, it was so <laughs> fun, he's so silly. And I was like, okay. I get it now. But then I started having my own kids. And my kids um, still to this day do not know what I did for a living when I worked for sports teams. They have no idea. No idea. Because they still have, you know, they believe in all that magic. And I want to keep that magic for as long as I can. I'll tell them one day. So when I went to, I, I had stopped performing, and I went to the... Uh, a couple different mascot events, you know, just, or just a sports event. And I would make sure that we saw Southpaw or if we went to a hockey game, make sure we go say Tommy Hawk. Or if we went to the mascot hall of fame in Whiting, Indiana, you know, I, I would, you know, go and I would, I would, I would take my kids when with, I would take my kids there. And every single time, um, we left an event, my kids just loved seeing Southpaw. They loved seeing Tommy Hawk. They loved seeing, you know, the giant red blob that would eat things, you know, they just loved it. And there was, after that, I think it was after the mascot hall of fame, um, I think it was 2019, I brought my kids home and my son, who was maybe four at the time, he started crying because he missed Tommy Hawk. He missed his friend, Tommy Hawk. And I got it. Like, I understood. I it, it was so incredibly wonderful to see, not my son being upset, but, like, I finally understood all of these parents had been saying to me when they would call, you know, my kid just loves Southpaw. We want him to be at our birthday party. I got it because my son would have done anything to see Tommy Hawk again and it was another one of those eye-opening ex- experiences like this is why i was performing this is why those kids loved mascots this is why the parents wanted the mascot to come to their kid's birthday or why they had to track down the mascot to see him at a, at a baseball game why they needed that baseball card autograph is because they knew it was more than just an autograph it just it means so much to the to the kid, to the parent for that experience. I love that. Well, <laughs> well,
0: Keri, Keri, I'm a, I'm a, I'm going to jump in here real quick as well and say, you know, it's it's that kind of thing that kept me going for so many years, and also kept has kept me going for so many years. And uh, when I was at low points in my life, because everybody has low points, you, sure, you know, you, yes. everybody, yeah. And but uh, well, I tell you what, you know, this job saved my life. Many times, man, there was, you know, there was times when it was just very low and then you're going through rough times, boy, you get to jump in there, get those endorphins going, see the smiles that you create that bounce back, you know, right back at you, put smiles on your, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it just would build me up and keep me going and uh, a lot of times it pull me out of those funks that you get in and you know, depression and yeah, some really tough times. So it, what a lifesaver it was for me. And hey, I think there was no coincidence in, you know, you feeling that drive, that, that pull to be a mascot. And, you know, for the rest of us, it's all, it's, it, it's a pull. It's a, you know, it's a calling type of thing. You feel like that, uh, you know, this is what you're supposed to do.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Ken, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, and yeah, you're right. It is definitely a calling and there's a reason why we do it. And there's a reason why some of us, you know, do it for decades and decades.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um,
1: and certainly I, I miss the performance aspect of it. Um, Mm -hmm. but I certainly, I don't look back and regret any decisions I made. I look forward and um, anything I can do to, um, you know, bring awareness just the awesomeness of mascot performing is certainly great. And I love talking to that new, fresh group of kids who want to take it on. And if I can share, if they can learn just one thing, then it's mission accomplished on my end. Feel like a bad when she walks, girl. Do it, 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 girl. Do it, do it, do it, do it.